the show. Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, August 26th, month three of Fun Employment. In this episode, we preview match week four, say hello to the Champions League, and do a little review of the, of the Caribou Cup. But first, Mike, you just rocked Wrexham. Tell us how you feel. Your well, voice, so, your show, tell yeah. us what's happening. Quick, quick backstory. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham is an FX documentary on Hulu available here in the States and I believe over uh, in the UK. Please, please watch it. It is unbelievable. The first two well, episodes first came episode out. Were. First two came out uh, and it is it, – it, it grips you. Um, the only way I can say it is I feel invigorated like the first time I really got involved with Spurs and with the Premier League. Um, cool. Everything about – first of all, the story is Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney – lovable American Canadian uh, TV movie stars by Wrexham FC in 2020. You may remember those old heads from squeaky bum time. Uh, we talked about it when it happened. Uh, it yeah, was, it's cool. It was uh, early, early 2020 or mid 2020 in the heat in the middle of the pandemic. Um, these towns and these clubs, uh, you know, are so dependent on the gate. They don't have TV rights. There's no TV rights in the league. They're speaking of the league. They're in the nation, national league, the fifth division of English football, the highest, uh, excuse me, the lowest professionally considered club uh, or league. But they're not in the what we would call the EFL, right? The English Football League system. Right. So, a lot so they, they are they are outside of the full professional covered by the FA right. part of the league. It's the so they're the top four leagues are part of the EFL. They have a TV contract, but if you're out of it, you're still in the pyramid. But you're you can be semi-pro at that point. Well, Although so this these, is the these line. teams, but these teams are not. They are. This pro. is the line. Well, Re- well, Wrexham and, and the National League is professional, and everything under it is considered semi-pro. They do a great job of explaining all this. A lot of this we already knew, but they do a great job of explaining this in the first two episodes of the show. Um, the thing that 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 gripped me was Rob McElhenney, who uh, I'm a huge, huge Always Sunny fan, so I'm very familiar with him. Uh, he's from Philadelphia, which is why this the show takes place there. Um, he describes you know South Philadelphia as a working-class town, and he identified with the people of Wrexham far, far more than the club and the results on the field, just in the sense that you know he, he likened the 2018 Eagles Super Bowl victory um, to one of the best days of his life, not necessarily because the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but because of what it meant to the larger community, right? And so – this is a town that has been kind of beaten into submission, um, was a once great part of Wales, uh, but has really been uh, down on its luck yeah, for about a no decade. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so they they actually have gotten as high as the championship before, um, which I didn't know. Um, but there's just – there's so much crammed into two episodes. a very, very famous rivalry with Chester, which is across the border in England. Yes. It's such a famous rivalry. How famous is it? It has its own wiki page. Ah. Um, <laughs> but so I started thinking a lot about this as I was watching the show because we have the commercial break Hulu package. So I had about 90 seconds every 10 minutes to kind so of I sit there it. and absorb what I was watching. But also, how did this sort of come to be? The first two episodes take place in the pandemic season, uh, sort of known as the 20, the 2020-21 season. Um, AKA the season Liverpool one that doesn't count because they're and nobody cares about it. 
but yes, so uh, so so there's there's just so much there, and I started to look up, you know, how much did they purchase the team for this nothing. and that, whatever. These teams cost nothing they relative to sports teams. Yeah. Well, sure, but they bought the club for two point five million dollars, um, which again, relative to a Premier League team's a drop in the bucket, but that's not the point. That's um, a house in LA. It's it's a remodeling of Ryan Reynolds' living room, right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 one of his uh, monthly checks on a Deadpool movie, but that's not really the point either. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is that they they the documentary starts before they own the team. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the jokes very early on, because I'm going out of my way to not have any spoilers here. One of the jokes in like the first or second scene is that um, they have to pitch to the supporters' trust, which every club has. Uh, and they actually had a 75-25 uh, threshold to say yeah. the some supporters teams, have some to get... teams get bought by the supporters' trust that they go that far down Correct. there. The but so the, the, well, that's exact, essentially what happened. But they have gotten burned by so many past owners. Seventy-five percent of the supporters' trust, a very high threshold, had to agree. Um, but during the uh, the Zoom call that they had, Rob McElhenney is in Philadelphia, I assume, and, and Ryan Reynolds is in LA, and uh, there's a huge camera in the background, like on the side, like right here of Ryan, Ren uh, Rob, Rob, Rob McElhenney talking about how important this is and all that stuff. So <laughs> Ryan Reynolds brought that up. It was kind of funny. Um, but it's every minute of, of what we've sort of seen these guys in the public light. They're genuinely enjoyable to watch on camera. That's but so what makes them stars, right? That's why, right. you know, Always Sunny has been on for 15 years and Ryan Reynolds is maybe not in everything, but he's about as bookable a leading man as we have. Sure. And we and don't for, have that many. There's, like, there's like four of them. But so, you know, <laughs> FX has this whole documentary and they have to have at least doubled what the initial investment is. At That's least. Nothing. I looked up what All or Nothing, uh, what Amazon paid Arsenal and Spurs. Again, not the same, but just for context, they paid them 10 million pounds. So and then given the, the exchange rate, whatever. So it's not far-fetched to say at all that the inve initial investment was completely covered by FX. It's almost like FX's team at this point, right? Um, but it's so it's so interesting to me to see um, the passion that these two guys have for this little old club in Wales. Uh, and and then one of the bigger parts of the of the episodes is they will go like any sports documentary does. It goes into the players, who they are behind the scenes, off the field. Um, but it does a really good job of painting the picture of I want to say like five or six uh, fans within Wrexham. Uh, one guy who owns a pub, which is technically on the stadium ground, right? So uh, it's like a pub hotel, uh, like a B&B. &B. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it blew me away. Uh, and I feel just so beholden uh, to this club now. It's it's fantastic. And which, by the way, I'm not going to be the only one to do it. I know uh, Scoop Espo, a good buddy of the Chop Sports guys, um, posted in our group saying, you know, that he's... Uh, He's a Wrexham fan now. He's got a, a club in the National League. Well, I think we all do, right? Um, and it's no, just mine, so mine is mine is always either going to be Sully Hull Moores or Accrington Stanley. Oh, I do like a good Accrington Stanley. <laughs> or uh, Kitty Minster Harriers. There are some are. interesting dynamics about this, right? And so Ryan Reynolds, excuse me, Rob McElhenney says, you know, he got into the, into the sport because a buddy of his on the show Mythic Quest, which is on Apple TV, um, which is a show about a video game company, one of the writers – uh, named Humphrey Kerr, um, basically got him into soccer football because he was watching it all the time during their lunch breaks, during when they were writing on the show and all that. And so he got him kind of into it. So Rob sends him 
as the proxy essentially between Ryan and Rob and the club and, and going both ways. Uh, but he's sort of, and he self-proclaimed he's sort of dorky and he finds that he's like standing up in front of the class, in front of the team and stuff like that. So it's really, really funny and interesting. Um, one of the more interesting pieces to me is that, um, you know, so, so Rob admits, he goes, you know, Humphrey's my guy on the ground, but he doesn't know about running a football club either. So we need somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, and so they go out and get Sean Harvey, which before this didn't know, I didn't know a heck of a lot about him. Uh, well, he ran leads of current famous uh, of current fame, right? Ran leads for about 10 years. He, re- he bounced around a little bit. That can't be good. Cause leads was a disaster for 10 years. No, no, from 2013 to about, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and after that, he actually became the uh, the chairman of the uh, the EFL. Oh, okay. um, And so he's recently retired. He's like 52. I looked him up. Um, but it's really interesting. Uh, Les Reed as well is involved. And Peter Moore, uh, famously of, of Liverpool, of EA, of Nike, um, he's also uh, lending his time to help make sure that uh, protecting the the Ryan and Rob's investment, if you will, not from we want to get something out of this, but to make sure that you know we're not doing something ridiculous here uh, with with the decision making and all that stuff. So uh, it struck me early on as um, I have my qualms with Ted Lasso. I thought the first season was impeccable, and I thought the second season was liquid shit. Um, but yeah, they uh, went a little bit too far away from football, uh, but terribly, funny. and I'm not going to delve into that, but like. Um, but I, I genuinely got that feeling I got when watching Ted Lasso, except it's real. It's very, very real. And it's something you can pull your, put your hands on and, yeah. and, and get involved with. So, um, yeah. you know, so, so let's, let's go from the bottom of football to the very top of football. Today we had the, the UEFA champions league draw was thing. We got excited because we had two special friends that we were trying to get into the champions league. One was Rangers from Scotland. The mm-hmm. other one was Berta Glimp, who sadly oh. did not make it. Uh, uh, Zagreb does have been in it. They're sort of a normal team. But for the first time in, I think, 15 years, Scotland has two, two. teams. So Celtic and Rangers are both back in the Champions League. Uh, feels like the first time all over again. I have sort of got really excited. I was like, they could be in the same group. And I was like, oh, fuck. No, they can't. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I saw you say that to somebody. I was like, no, I can't. Run. Yeah, on, I know. Man. I just got super excited. I wanted Scotland to burn uh, a little bit uh, with vodka and, and, and scotch and things like that. So your team won the draw. We, so we did. We did. Talk, talk to us about uh, Spurs' group. Actually, you know what? Let me talk about my team's group. So City, of course, oh, as you're, champions. You're giving me time to pull it up. I appreciate that. Yeah, so City as champions of of the Premier League get in the first pot. So there's four pots, and you get to mix and match. So City get Sevilla. They get Copenhagen, and their third team is, I don't know, someone I wasn't afraid of. But City get Sevilla and Copenhagen. Sevilla, scary in the Europa League. Not scary in, in, in the Champions League. So uh, what's that? Didn't they get um, – no, Dortmund went to another group. I'm sorry. Yes, Dortmund. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Dortmund, yeah. Yeah, I'm not afraid of Dortmund either. Okay, uh, well, guess what, buddy? That's the best group uh, pot three team. Well, there was actually a loaded pot three. Um, I, I'm not afraid of Dortmund because they can't defend. They never can defend. Oh, they never team. will defend. And we're just going to chop them to pieces. Oh, and uh, one other thing. You have Holland now. Yeah, well, that part I'm not worried about either. Uh, so that's no, that, so, there's some yeah. narratives there. There's a lot of fun 
players going back to their former homes. I should have mentioned Dortmund first, but that gives you a chance to tell us about where Someone Spurs are. Of. For, hey, how'd for that go si- for Newcastle, by the way? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> how'd that go for Newcastle? When you're, oh, I'm not afraid of Newcastle, right? So uh, I no, should have no. been afraid of Newcastle. No. Well, hold we on. drew them and we in just as much as, in as much I'm, as you're more afraid of, City I'm more afraid of Crystal Palace, which we'll talk about. In as much as you are a Manchester City fan and I am yeah. a Tottenham fan, we both need to stop. The story starts and ends with Group C. Okay. okay. Uh, we have Bayern Munich, who recently Barcelona sold again. <laughs> uh, uh, Robert Lewandowski, widely respected as the greatest striker and attacking player in the world right now, to Barcelona. Well, Barcelona is in pot two, and wouldn't you know it, Barcelona draws Group C with Bayern Munich. And then, to top it all off, one of the other, probably probably the best team in the, in pot three, other than Dortmund, and you could argue which one is which, Internacional, Inter Milan, gets into, into Group C. So there's been groups of death before. This is the deathiest group of death I've seen in quite some time. No uh, one is I'm afraid. Really no, you should never be afraid of an Italian team. They're terrible. Okay. Of the, for, of the teams you could have had, you couldn't have had Dortmund because you have Bayern. Right? No, I understand that. They're just let's these, see who these else. Italian teams are. Different. Napoli, okay. Yeah, they're the of. best team that you could have got. I understand. Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's just Italian teams are terrible. I mean, sure. they have history and all that stuff, but none they of them have score. played. None of but them have played score. well in eons. Yes, it's Lukaku. It's it's Lautaro Martinez. Martinez. It's yeah. it's a real it's a real group. Let's. Uh, I've got the groups up as well. Let's just go through it. Group A is the, let's call it the legacy group, Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, Rangers. That is like if this was 1979 or uh, 1989, it'd be an awesome group. So that's group A. It's the, the third time Liverpool has pulled Napoli in the group stage. Um, <laughs> it's also it's also kind of a funny uh, flaw, I suppose, of the, yeah. uh, the group's system. Yeah, Liverpool, have, widely yeah. regarded as the second – Third best team in in Europe last year. You have to give yeah. Madrid the first spot, right? Yeah. Um, so you've got City and Liverpool behind Madrid. Yeah. Um, but they but finish, not. They, yeah, right. They always get to be in a second pot. Right. So Ajax so, is right. like, thanks, thanks for nothing. Right. And, and for those that are unfamiliar, real quick, uh, the way that the pots work, uh, there's a coefficient based on uh, your recent five plus ish years uh, outside of pot one. But pot one is all of the champions, including. Mm-hmm. The Europa League champion. So the Champions right. League champs uh, or holders, I should say, is the word they like to use. Champions League holders, um, Europa League holders, and then the, the winners of all of the domestic leagues. So mm. that's why Ajax is considered a pot one team and Liverpool being a, has, has to get pushed down to pot two. Anyway, right. all that means is somebody will be home first instead of the other team. But right. uh, it's, right. it's semantic. But, but Napoli Rangers feels like a lot of violence could happen there. That sure. feels like a very violent sure. team, violent game. Yeah. Uh, group B, not a standout group. Porto, Athletic, Madrid, Leverkusen, and Club Bruges. The German teams that are really weak. I don't want to really go through and just – I don't really want to go through, but I just want to sort of get some takes. You, here's your point, point C, Bayern, Barcelona, Inter, and then poor Victoria Pletzen that just get to which, take up the numbers and get – Which, by the way, game. is the exact uh, – the – the black dude standing behind the couch with the white girl. That's this meme, right? Everybody's <laughs> basically, and you know what it could really genuinely come down to? It likely won't, but it could. Who beats Pleasant the most, right? But who wins the, the goal difference battle? Who, who right? uses them like a right? Man because, you know, whoever, you know, let's assume 
And I don't think there's anything that's a bug that I just killed. I don't think there's anything that you can assume with this group, but for argument's sake, let's say uh, Bayern Munich gets the number one spot. Well, Barca and, and Inter could be close on points and it could be a, a goal difference battle to see, you know, who beats by. Beats I'm not, I'm not being funny, one. but with the way things have gone with Barcelona, with their scamming money, finding under couches, turning levers, whatever, if they don't get out of this group, that's a fucking catastrophe. Sure. Like they're in trouble again. Yeah. Uh, your group, Eintracht, Spurs, Sporting, Marseille, yeah, Marseille, French teams again. So there's a couple of countries so that have a lot of a lot of juice on the coefficients, but actually are bad. So yeah, France, so, not good. Italy, not good. Well, okay. So so um, you know, obviously this is Eintracht Frankfurt finished 11th in Bundesliga last year. They right. won the Europa League. You've talked, you've waxed poetic about their fans, and I'm excited to see them probably burn the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to the ground. Yes, um, very excited to see that game specifically uh, march, when they, they come to march London. through North London the yes. way they did. Uh, I'm, I'm in- very much excited to see that. Yeah. Um, sporting, does Ronaldo go there? Uh, no, <laughs> but uh, it's the the Eric Dyer Derby, if you will. Uh, hey. Um, but because uh, he came up through that club, Marseille um, but, also a place that will burn things down. They well, historically so the actually attacked their team's grounds and attacked the sporting director, the fans. So Marseille actually has <laughs> what is more or less a pish, uh, mushmash of Spurs' old rivals. Um, they've got rejects, yeah. uh, Alexis Sanchez, Dimitri Payet from from West Ham. Yeah. Uh, they have Luis. Well, not the same Luis. Not Suarez, the Luis Suarez. Not a the Luis Suarez. Suarez. Uh, Nuno Tavares from Arsenal, Matteo Guendouzi from Arsenal. Um, so um, uh, our, friend, Bailly, our friend, our uh, friend. Oh, I, it's the wrong guy. For, former, former Leicester player, sings under who I really yeah. liked for five minutes. Yeah, uh, uh, Kalasinac <laughs> from. Oh, Arsenal's Nuno Tavares is there. So He's terrible. There oh, Alexi Sanchez, old friends. That's what I said. So okay, there's sorry. plenty of incentive for these players who who came through clubs and systems that. Um, made it their mission to, to try and beat Spurs. Um, but this is to say that this is Spurs group to run away with is putting it very lightly. Um, and I think in a schedule condensed season that we are currently going to be in, um, this is advantage Spurs, not just in the group, but over Chelsea, over city and over Liverpool who are going to have to battle it out to some degree more than Spurs will have to. Wow. This actually blows my mind. This is like worlds colliding. Frank McCourt, Famously of going bankrupt with the Dodgers, yeah. Yeah. owns Marseille. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, he's a shit owner. I, anyway. I heard a lot about Marseille this afternoon. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, but let's uh, let's let's carry on just so that we we keep it keep things moving. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the you know the, the next four groups here: AC Milan uh, yeah. in the the champions of Italy, uh, Chelsea, Salzburg is the the pot three team, and Dynamo. Uh, Zagreb, who, who took Listen, out our precious Berta Glimt. I'm going to tell you this. For best bets, here's one for you to earmark, and we don't know when the fixtures are going to be yet. The game that Chelsea plays after they go to Zagreb, they will drop points. I mean, not lose, but they will not win. I promise yeah. you. Oh, yeah. That game is going to be just a miserable 0-0. Oh, yeah. I promise. Then uh, we have Group F, Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, who are a weird team. Shakhtar, everyone's favorite Poor homeless Ukrainian oh, team. But, uh, as a note on them, because I knew this going into the draw, they are not playing in Ukraine because of uh, the whole Putin thing. Uh, but they're actually playing in Poland, so that oh, makes okay. the travel a little less ten, uh, tenuous and a little 
I'm sure the accommodations are a little nicer. So yeah, maybe. Um, and then so Celtic, for, for Celtic, Celt Real Madrid going to Celtic is about as dream. Um, it was about a dream, about as dreamy as as Celtic Park can have. Listen, yeah. City have gone to Celtic and had a hard time the last time we were there. Celtic famously had a one-one draw in the Champions League against that Barcelona team, mm -hmm. the Pep team. So they will bring a performance there. Then we talked about Group G, City, Sevilla, Dortmund, Copenhagen. I'm not. I, I no longer care about group stage games because that's what it's designed to be I like. Not. I, I shouldn't not. care. <laughs> so here's the thing. At at noon Eastern, when yeah. the draw the draw show started, and by the way, they have a 25 minute rigmarole. It's very similar to the CBS um, March Madness selection show. Which, yeah. by the way, we always criticize Europe for not doing what the U.S. does. With In their this case, they do. So they do. So good job. It is annoying. It's the worst thing about the U.S. sports media. But good job. Um, <laughs> but. I thought about how my nipples just got as hard as little rocks as soon as I heard the anthem and the Champions League song, and I just I got so excited. And you're sitting here jaded and tired of it because you do this every year. But as a supporter of a club that does not ah, see, have a guarantee sure. Sure. of this every year, this it, it, every minute of this is special. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, for, for for Copenhagen, for Celtic, for Zagreb, right. I couldn't for Marseille, imagine. for Pleasant, for Club Bruges, for your pot three and four teams, almost all the teams in pots one and two, aside from Eintracht, are your royalty and would be teams that would make up the Super League, aside from Sevilla. Sure. <laughs> sure. But but that's all the all the more to the point, right? Like the you know, Rangers being in it. Like I couldn't like it's been a, it's been a couple of years since we had that famous run and we were in it the next year but uh we haven't been since and so that 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 special feeling is back i missed it but for rangers for I mean, rangers it's the wilderness fans. they went from bankrupt zero disappeared right. and they're so, back in 15 years so you got years. a generation of fans who are just chomping at the bit and so excited to be a part of this again and so i'm i'm so happy for for fans like that and clubs like yeah. that um but so on behalf of all of those clubs, fuck you and your jadedness. Okay, I this just want to win. Day. I just want to win the thing. It's a special sorry. day. All right, it's so we're yeah, excited. I know. I'm glad. I'm glad you're happy. Um, sorry for all the city fans. We just, we just, we just, we just keep on getting curb stomped, punching ourselves in the face. You know, and wearing like wearing like a bad suit to a party. That's kind of like Pep <laughs> with his bad moves, right? Like you, you come in with like a green shark screen suit and a hat. With a bow tie and everyone's wearing black tie, like, what are you doing, dude? Why'd you come here like a pimp? You know what I mean? We're, we're just that guy. That's literally what City are. Like that the is. loser. Yeah. Because it was the most expensive suit on the rack. That's why you bought it, you pricks. Right. That's right. Exactly we're, we're we're Molly Brown with the with this with the with the nouveau riche. We're just like tut tut. That's exactly what we are. Yeah. And we're gonna keep being that, and we're just gonna have to keep hurting. But when City win the Champions League, and I say when, it's gonna be very very exciting but i gotta go through this shit the same shit every fucking year just get me to the knockout round i don't it's, care for some of us it's a pipe dream and this is all we get all right so fuck off <laughs> um, and to finish it out group h a really really fun start you have psg and, and juventus which yeah. met, i believe in the group stage are they the they're, i think they they're they're married at the hip they're both like yeah. underachieving please someone rescue us things but psg well, this is their season like for psg they're firing all, all cylinders. 
they're doing their thing. Messi, Mbappe, now part owner of the club, Mbappe, uh, (laughs) where they can fight about who takes penalties uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, some some interesting drama in that uh, in that camp. Um, one other note uh, on the Champions League draw special: um, your longtime friend and my now youth coach Yaya Torre was one of the men uh, pulling the balls. So we they've had you know uh, famous players from the last 10, 20 years. They've had Lampard do it. They've had Drogba do it. Uh, now that Yaya, so um, I have never seen in the time I've known you. Um, a player genuinely beloved by you more than Yaya Torre. So I no, know no that one, you were I've never loved anyone more than Yaya Torre. I know. That I don't think excited. I'll ever love anyone as much. That's okay. Honestly. That's okay. He's my first love. There'll be another one one day. Uh, I feel that way. I feel that way more about my weird sons of the championship, and they're growing. They're everywhere. Like I get that. when Cessignon has a big game, or Bowen, or you know these guys that I follow. Like when Liam Delap finally plays, I'm waiting for Delap. Yeah, uh, he's going to be at Stoke. I think he went to Stoke. Uh, I'm looking forward to him jumping up and, and biting people. I'm looking forward to Cole Palmer. You know, you get into these little guys. The big guys, fine. I'm, I'm over it. Sure. But uh, I had a. I, I have a. I have a. I have a thing. It's a it's a weird race thing because it was talking about it will be. This is a total side note. Are there any black creative midfielders? Uh, like, does Telemans count? First? Does Telemans count? Sort of. He's, he's about. He, it's it's he's him and it will be now. He's more of an eight than a ten. By the way, that my Iwobi thing that I was talking about it is actually true. He is now a midfielder. I was wondering why he was everywhere. I was like, why is it interesting? Everywhere? Um, anyway, we, that's a different discussion. Off guard. It's probably, no, no, no. We don't have to keep moment. going on this one. It's only going to get us. Into if you can think of a black creative midfielder playing for a Premier League team, <laughs> or just all time, like who's an assisting African? Right. Like a, right. I think they, they they don't let him. I think it's one of these like well, internal bias things. Like, speaking, oh, he's a he's a destroyer. He's a defender, or he's an um, attacking winger. Nabi Kaito was supposed to be one, but he's right, made right, of but glass. Uh, but you're right. All the most famous, um, you know, African American or or whatever you know the correct Africans, term is literal African, African players. Yeah, I suppose yeah. African players is uh is they're they're they, more they wingers, just, right? Yeah, they're wingers or defenders or, or, or defending or or crushing midfielders who. Destroy right. people like Basuma. Um, my boy Kaiseido. Love yeah. him. So anyway, so Brighton, yeah. Brighton is gonna it's bring me question. joy. So Carabao Cup, I think we should probably just talk about it really quick. That's Carabao, our extra thing. It's thrown up some big matchups early. So Chelsea and City will meet each other in the fourth round, which is early. Um Fun. there's not a yeah. lot of not a lot of drama there. Some little games here or there. Nothing really crazy. There was a penalty shootout that went to 21. I was watching that on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before we go any further, if we're talking yeah. about the Carabao Cup, we have to talk about how Leicester City, where are they? Uh, they defeated our dear, dear friends. Our buddy Russ at uh, at Fan oh, Hub. Stockport. Stockport County lost 3-1 on penalties. That's a miserable penalty shootout. Um, uh but we are pouring one out for Stockport County. We love you, Russ, uh, and we are sorry that uh, you couldn't take out Leicester because that would have been one of the day of days for Stockport County, right? Yeah. Um, well, they're to, to fun, they, they, speaking champion. of Wrexham, they were out of the football league and they're back in. Yes. And then the world famous Newport County from Wales to keep the Wales theme going always beat someone in this competition. They have the shitty pitch. Uh, Newport County always a team to follow along with. Um, what else? Uh, not a whole Lester's lot otherwise in the in the in the results because it's not a whole lot to talk about. Fulham actually lost, but um, like you said, to, to follow up, 
I think there's like five or six Premier League matchups in the third round here. You've got yeah. Nottingham Forest versus Spurs, which we'll talk about in a minute because that's the Sunday matchup. We um, uh, Wolves leads Wolves and leads. Uh, Bournemouth and Everton, just barely. Um, you said City, Chelsea, um, United and Villa. Not yeah. one to joke about. And oh, by the way, Arsenal hosting Brentford, which should uh, excuse me, Brighton. I keep doing that. I'm sorry, Brighton. I apologize. Uh-huh. Uh, Arsenal uh-huh. hosting Brighton. And that's the New- best one of the and, whole and for Newcastle me. And Palace are for also- me, that's better than Man City and Chelsea. And I'll tell you why. This game on November 8th for Manchester City and Chelsea, just before Doesn't the World matter. Cup, Doesn't they don't matter. give a fuck. Right? They're, just get everybody through it. Don't get anybody hurt. All bo- go for your play for your countries and please come back just as healthy as you are now. But for Brighton, this is a chance to knock off Arsenal at home and to continue on a chance for a trophy. And and Arsenal are gonna be hungry because they I mean they won the the FA Cup a few years ago. But they're not above this. Not with this they're group. Not. That's a totally different team at this point. No, no. But what I'm Arteta, saying, Arteta should try and win something. It'll, it'll. That's what it'll I'm saying. They're not. Do they're not. Chelsea and City are are quote unquote above this tournament, right? They'll be in it just because they have oodles of talent on on all levels. Now but Arsenal's this, not above this. No, no, and Spurs it. neither. Like you guys are on that no, trophy sure. drought. Sure, absolutely. You say it never matter, but when the final comes, wow. you're like, this shit matters. All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. No, but I, I mean. But but point being is that Spurs should have an easy not an easy time. They should be okay against Nottingham Forest. Not you know, it's not Bristol City, but they should be okay. Whereas Arsenal and Brighton, that's that could be a real heavyweight fight in this tournament. And I'm excited for that one the most. Anyway, so we're cruising through, lots going on. By the way, next week we have games Saturday, Sunday only. Then we go Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So there's a so lot scheduling of football change. coming through. Another thing that's happening, I didn't realize this, you were bringing it up. Right now would be an international break. We're playing through. The football season is just going to go. <laughs> right? That's why this, this transfer window is so crazy. They're going to have six games before the transfer window closes. Mm-hmm. So your yep. team can really get changed. I mean, if we have a crazy transfer window with, 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 with yellow dildos and purple ones going through the guys sitting at the grounds, very famous, look it up. Yes, um, yes. Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> it's not out of place. Those who know, know. It was um, actually the moment that transfer deadline day became a thing. Yes. Sky Sports got in trouble because there were dildos everywhere. Yes. It was an amazing moment in history. Um, and I think – Before guys we go any further, quick scheduling change. For all you those those of you that uh, listen to us, uh, we love you. Thank you so much. Um, we are going to be changing from um, a Monday release, a Monday-Friday release. The Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday release. Look Tuesday, at me. Friday. We are going to be doing basically during the NFL games that we don't e- really ever give a shit about on Sundays <laughs> after the matches, instant yeah. reaction. Wor- because- worst case scenario, Monday morning, wherever yes. you are, yes. there will be our pod versus yes. the sort of Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. which is a little bit, if you're a hardcore podcast listener person, most football podcasts yeah. have kind of you're listening. Through- yeah, you're listening to this and you go, yeah, you fucking idiots. You should have been doing this a year and a half ago. We, we realize that now. Uh, the midweek show, we're not sure about yet. Ideally, it's a, we'll record on like a Wednesday night. Wednesday. Wednesday night and release it. So for, for folks I mean, in the unless UK, we're Unless we're like obsessed with Europa League. I'm not. Uh, Arsenal fans hey. might be. <laughs> hey, Baba Ganoush, I need you. Okay. Let's let's run through the schedule and you you stop me. We'll stop after we'll we'll pick a couple out after I run through it. So we'll wind it up Saturday game early game Southampton Manchester United for this one. It's is is United real real going to Mary St Mary's 
United on a seven-game losing streak on the road. Wow. To me, game of the week, Brighton versus Leeds at uh, the at Brighton, where Leeds have now become America's team. Then City versus Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace took four points off City last season. Mm, I'm not looking for the, forward to this one. It's an in-the-face, not in-the-face game. Liverpool looked to get off the Schneid versus Bournemouth at home. You'd expect that one to be easy. Brentford-Everton, two... This is my best bet. Brentford are winning this game, hands down. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is happening. Uh, Chelsea, Leicester in a battle of blues who have the blues. You'd expect Chelsea to win this game. Leicester are officially in crisis, crisis, crisis. Fofana hasn't shown up to practice. Tielemans isn't showing up. Brodgers is not making substitutions in the on, classic. We'll, we'll come back to this one. In the classic passive aggressive, I need players. I don't make subs. Then a London derby. Arsenal versus Fulham. This is a battle of some top clubs here. Fulham versus Arsenal. I like this game. I, I feel like Arsenal drop points. Wolves, Newcastle, uh, not that great. West Ham, Aston Villa, there can only be one Claret and Blue. West Ham still haven't scored a goal. Ooh. West Ham and is then, plus 220, friends. Wink, wink. <laughs> and then Tottenham have a tough game versus Forest. For real. Yeah, I mean, it's on <laughs> the road. city ground, Sunday night. It's going to be bopping, I would expect. And we will be coming to you shortly after that game finishes, and I will either be relieved or well, the infuriated. Thing is, is that, yeah, that's one of those you're expected to win. I expect Spurs to win, but you haven't played well for two games no. in a row. So, Well, we let's haven't see. played where, well for 90 minutes, right? We've played where, well for probably about 45 in each. Where do you want to go? Yeah, so let's start with Chelsea-Leicester Chelsea, City. Um, this could be the sort of Damocles uh, hanging above Braj's head, and I, as much as... Dice you don't want to see it coming. He is the oldest dog you've ever seen. And you're like, he just, we, we, we actually tried to put him down twice and he just bounced back. He's fine. It, it didn't take. Um, yeah. All signs point to a, a bit of a, uh, you know, what's going to happen. A Chelsea forward is going to actually finish a chance in this game. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of research on this one and I think, you know, don't listen to, and I think I talked about this on the episode you weren't on, but Mike, you can, you can chime in. The narrative that Chelsea need a striker is bullshit. They don't need a striker. They need someone to give the guys making runs the ball. Havertz right. is leading the league in runs off the ball. Raheem Sterling is the best at running off the ball. No one is passing them the ball. Because Mason Mount is their creative midfielder, he's better at carrying, shooting. He's if if there's a if as an offensive player, he's a really good defensive player. Like he gives you goals, but he's not a line breaker. Jorginho's not a line breaker. These guys, they don't have now. Does everyone have Kevin De Bruyne? No, but who they're missing, and this is the ideal player that I think Chelsea fans listen up. If you had Martin Odegaard you'd be fucking gold. Yep. So right now they don't have that person. So you have all these guys making runs. No one passes them the ball. And then you go, oh, Havertz missed one. It was his only chance. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. So That's maybe fair. I, I think the, the solution might be to bring Odegaard deeper. I mean, to bring Havertz deeper. I don't know what kind of a passer he is because he's always playing up top. But he might be that person. Or, or think of someone like Ozil. The way he would just be like, boop, sure. that pass that or got Erickson. made. Or Erickson. Someone like that. Yeah. Those players that you need. They're not quite tens, but someone to pick the lock. Tiago. I don't care where he is. It could be deeper. Someone has to see these passes. No, you need a no 10. No one's seeing them. No you need a 10 them. because you've got plenty of eights. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's anyway. interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think that that theory holds water. So if um, you start hearing Chelsea are making str- like Aubameyang, it's not going to make a difference. Oh, he's no, no, no. It will make a difference. It's going to be a negative difference. Yeah, it's, it's going to go badly. They they're going to go worse. Yes. Yeah, because he's going to be taking minutes away from Sterling or from Havertz, and it's uh, just it won't make wire- a difference. Who they need is literally Cesc, they need Cesc Fabregas, but he doesn't exist. Right? <laughs> no, I tell you, it will make a difference, and it's not going to be the one Chelsea thinks it will. Right? Um, let's and go from let's, there to Brighton and and Leeds. Oh, Brighton and Leeds here is, in the is states like, is like the 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 hipster. I love football. If you don't like this game, there's something wrong with you. Game. I'm sure there's Latin hockey. This is this is like Moneyball versus Moneyball. It's the same as Brighton versus Brentford. These are love teams. I did hear one that was really good. It's like um, British intellectualism versus American optimism uh, in terms of the coaches. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> the war, it's, it's, the war, it's the war of 1812. It's all these things. It's very British versus very American. <laughs> so uh, and, and, and following back on that, uh, you know, news here in the States, uh, NBC, which has the broadcast rights, is choosing to play this game over Man City, over Liverpool, over Everton, over Chelsea. And broadcast this game because they waxed Chelsea last week, and it's uh, all the so 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 to speak of the American optimism. NBC is riding this train as long as they can. They've been trying to make like it's almost like Pulisic was fetch. Stop trying to make him a thing. He's not right. a thing. He first of all he has no charisma. He doesn't play, and when he plays, he gets hurt. His biggest moment in the Premier League was a hat trick versus Burnley. So mm-hmm. let's take it easy with Pulisic, Jesse Marsh. Aronson does have charisma in his play. Um, uh, Tyler Adams is the fucking Wappinger's Conte. He's a destroyer. He's a fighter. And the way Leeds plays makes you, if you watch that, you're just like, this is, this is American. This is about an American view of football as, as we would play. So yeah. very excited for Leeds. The, the narrative from the English press is, oh, Leeds, uh, I wasn't, uh, wasn't sure about Jesse March, but uh, I really... I think he's fine. So right. that's fun. They well to well hold on. That that sound you hear is them backing up, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they wanted so badly for him they to They want to kill him. He he stayed up last year and they went, "Wow, Leeds really beat the odds uh staying in the Premier League and, and avoiding relegation." And now they're basically, "Oh, he brought in Tyler Adams. He brought in, uh, you know, Aaronson. All these Yanks on this team, no good. They got to go." They're going to be – the knives were out for all three of these guys. It, it, but it's easy. It's easy narrative. It's hack stuff. They just do it. It's this easy. Will be the second, this will be the second Ted Lasso reference of the of the episode. Yeah. This was easy. essentially when that writer went to go kill him and he actually ended up right – like finding a, a, a that he adored the guy, right? Right, um, right. The, the guy. Hello, I'm blah, yeah. blah, blah from the right, Guardian. Yeah, that shithead. Yeah, 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 right. The shithead guy. Yeah, so that's that's the game I'm going to watch. Um, aside, I mean, make Ted while, so while, I, while I keep while I keep my eye on City versus Chelsea, Crystal Palace. I'm afraid of this game. City did not look good. There's a blueprint. Uh, I'm sure it's early in the season. If there's a time for City to fuck up, it's now. Mm-hmm. They already dropped points. I don't know how many times City have dropped points two games in a row. It's very rare. So Crystal Palace may be up for an ass kicking. But City voluntarily played a game in Barcelona yesterday. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> so, why, that was kind of weird. <laughs> why was that a thing? In the most condensed season ever, what the fuck? I have no idea. And it's not even like, hold on, it's not even like it was February where like, you know, it's miserably cold. They were raising money cold. for ALS, but still, I don't care. Okay, great. 
AOS is going to be there in February. But like, like you they know, played the guys. Like, so what are you no, doing? I just okay, hold on. But it was three three, by the way. No, I know, I know, I saw that. Yeah. But like, I just don't understand why now. Uh, anyway, it's not. I important. have no idea. They I did guess it. Like, they're back. I have no idea why they did that, but they did. Um, Probably I'm, Pep doing I'm, a favor I, I, for this somebody. This is really going to be a great goal zone day. So hopefully goal zone yeah, will have City's game on, and then you'll get the scores of all these other games as we go along. And then, like yep. you said, let's go to your game, Forest Spurs. How are you feeling? Well, I feel okay. Uh, I just I'm not afraid of anyone on Forest, save for well, you don't know uh, anybody Johnson. Yet. No, Brennan Johnson, Jesse Lingard, you know, a, a little bit, okay. Uh-huh. But, like, for me, um, the question still comes down to if Christian Romero is healthy. Uh, after the Chelsea game, there was reports that he was out four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. That has been refuted. He obviously did not play against Wolves last week. But if he can play uh, I, if he can play and be effective and just be unencumbered, uh, we should be fine. Um, but, you know, my questions about Spurs remain with uh, the midfield. Because as I think I've said on the show before, like Conte has not figured out his best 11 yet. He's got a bunch of options. He's got a bunch of plug and play. Every time he brings on Perisic or Richarlison, the game changes like that. Mm-hmm. So do you do you resist the urge to start him because Sonny hasn't I mean, gotten a goal yet? Yeah, th- that's the issue really is, is like you've got to trust Sonny like you would of course like he's the equivalent of Harry Kane well that, you know so, how like the oh he doesn't score in August you know what I, mean? I like, was about to the, say you that. just gotta let him play and let him go I was about let to Sonny say he have those plays he'll get if there. Sonny has the goal the two goals that Harry Kane does which both by the way one points right yeah. they, those goals directly resulted in four points um so if Sonny has those goals and Kane doesn't, the narrative is up. Oh, well, you know, wait till right. September first and he'll bag a brace, right? right. So, so I you mean, have the, to o- the only th- the only thing that makes me sad is that my son Ryan Sessegnon, who I thought played well, is gonna just get edged out because Parasic has come on well, and just been incredible, right? Like, well, sure, just, but so here's the thing, right? So, um, so that sucks. You but, you've got to think about this. We said it. You said it a couple minutes ago. This is the last. This is actually the first week of probably aside, the World Cup aside, four to five months, hopefully for Spurs, of two games a week, right? So, yeah, sure. Sessions, Sessions, what, what, what? The reason why Conte needs to figure out his best 11 is so that he can learn who to rotate in. And when you look at the schedule, you know, they're going to be playing West Ham on Wednesday uh, of next week. So is this the game where you rotate and you leave your horses for West Ham? I say yes, but who the fuck am I? So well, you got to play th- this game's got to be played differently than what you would against West Ham. West Ham's a I, bit I, more. That, that's also a fair point, but my but largely. But West Ham is coming off Thursday. They just day, so Thursday Sunday again. This is no, 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 West no, no, Ham's no. In- West Ham next week is going to be next next Wednesday. So I'm I'm saying but I'm, like, but we, what I'm saying is that West Ham is playing already. Just three. Oh, you're talking about next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, but so the point is the rotation starts right now, right? So. Yeah. Um, if, if you have two games and you say, well, one is West Ham's, you know, cup final and one is away at Nottingham Forest, not disrespecting Forest at all for a second. Forest fans, if you're listening, please don't get mad at me. You have to go, well, the bigger game, the more difficult game for us is West Ham away. You have to think that. So, um, so does Sessegnon play? Does Lucas play? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Does Jed Spence, there, there, there does Jed some... Spence finally get in the lineup because he's got that link to Nottingham Forest? I don't know. But let's 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 sort of go through quickly. There are some some big team narratives that are flying around that I think we should probably touch on. One is 
how does United perform, right? After the big win, there it, was that was that the beginning or nothing or well, we'll speaking see. of best bets, they're minus one thirty. That's a pretty good line. Yeah, there's that one. Then there's Liverpool. Like I'm not worried about them versus Bournemouth, but they need to play well, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're playing terribly. Is Van Dyke cooked? Where's the midfield? Do they have to find someone? So there's that game. And then, like we said, the the Chelsea-Leicester game, I think, is the bigger one. And then Arsenal gets this, not easy game, but if they're on if they're 4-0 with 12 points, that becomes a and this is the way football is. It's crazy. Is the is Arsenal gonna win the league? You know how it is, right? You ha- you had you've gone three and zero with Spurs, where you're just like, oh my god, we're gonna win the league <laughs> somewhere. You know? Tie with his with his Arsenal. I don't. He yeah. he was the one that kind of slipped away from Arsenal fan TV, and nobody ever heard from him again after. Uh, I think he took Claude's death hard. I saw a, <laughs> a, I saw a, a clip, an old clip of the two of them today, uh, and I think it was after man. the Leicester season. He was like, we could win the quadruple next year, and Claude just belly laughed. <laughs> and I, I'm sad. I miss Claude very much. He's my favorite. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think. Know. I think the height of the height of AFTV is is over. Mm-hmm. You know, you have DT in prison for for, <laughs> for beating the fuck out of his wife. You have you have Mo. Who we're we're has, laughing at him being in prison, not at not, no, 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 no. Of course, we have Mo and and Robbie having a fight because he got pulled off because he had a free Palestine button that he had for years on until someone said, "Don't say free Palestine." We're saying. I don't care. <laughs> We're saying don't be performative, right? Be yeah. who you are. Be authentic. Oh, hey, Mo, Mo, Mo's not performative. I He's fucking legit. hate that guy, but I'll, I have his back on this one. If yeah. you are someone and you've been unwavering, yeah. I don't care what that stance is. I don't have yeah. to agree with it. I don't have yeah. to like it. But if it's bullshit, if it's a yeah. Ukrainian flag in your profile picture, fuck you. If it's a, if it's because because you didn't give a shit yesterday, you're doing it because yeah. the cool kids are doing it. But if you're yeah. doing it to mean something, then yeah. God bless you, really. But uh, you know, That's Robbie's still going. Right. He is the he's the godfather of of fan TVs. If you're into that sort of thing, I don't think I think they're the only ones that are sold. I hope he I did. don't think anyone else is still doing it on a regular basis. Um, I think one of the more it's, surprising... It's sort of pulled out. Like, people have gotten famous, and then they've pulled themselves out and said, we're well, yeah. just going to talk to these four guys. So I think the interesting thing about that was that it largely got rejected, right, by by the market. Um, Arsenal Fan TV broke through. Spurs had something similar. True Jordy a, is is another one. Yeah, but they now through. just do the kickoff. It's the four guys. They just no, watch no, no, the no, game. I know. I know. Yeah. But my point is, is that... Dude, he was on Andrew Schultz. I know. That's I watched huge. him. I watched him. It's incredible for it's huge for who, right? That's the kind of right for true for Jordy. Bo- yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but no, um, actually, for both, they're probably actually, as an aside, Akash Singh coming to Orlando. I saw him in San Diego, I'm excited about that. Anyway, enough of the podcast references. <laughs> um, no, I think that the market kind of stood up as one and said, Right, enough of this, shit. um, we're good, thanks. Right? I, like, I also, I also think that. The big players saw what it meant, and now you have the overlap, and now you have you have Gary Neville having fan meetings where he takes the biggest of the of the team fandoms, brings them in a single room. They do it once a month, and they just they banter. They do that, so they've taken the real energy out of it. That is one it, video it, a month. Wait, wait, wait. Is it a fan super league? Yes, he Pretty made much. a fan super league. <laughs> 
So he, he, yeah, fucking hypocritical Gary Neville made a fan yeah. super league. By the way, Gary Neville's fucking awesome. I don't care. I like Kara and sure. and Neville. I don't. No, I enjoy them. They're as good as they're they're as good as anything we have. They banter on on air, which is one thing, but they teach you. They were they were brilliant in their time, but they teach you about the game, which yep. is so rare in in the sports landscape, right? American or European. So I enjoy it very much watching them on the um the Champions League coverage is is fantastic. Uh and that's also a piece of news, right? Didn't CBS just uh yeah. re up that? That's huge. I talked to my inside source about it. So hey. very ex- very exciting stuff. Yeah, um, very cool. Very I can cool. say that they did not put in the highest bid, but wow. Uh, they no, by a lot, a lot under. But the continuity, what they were doing with it, how they were handling it, who they got, and now they can build, right? So they, I think everyone has seen what NBC, I think NBC, to be fair, sort of opened the door for how this can be sure. done. How do you grow it? You let a good, you let the best of the best have the rights and you don't go for the long, for the short, you don't go for the short-term money, you go mm-hmm. for the long-term brand. Sure, yep. And so CBS- it's about as good as you can get, right? In oh, they, terms they've of been sport. fantastic. Do you remember when uh, Turner had it? They, when, it was awful. When Gus Johnson, and it was like, why it was are we, aw- why are we making him do this? He came out they and had said, the I Champions hate League doing on this. TNT was so bad they had to get rid of it. Yeah, right. It was so yeah. bad. Where they tried to like be cool, it looked like it looked like a set from like a a, a Disney TV show. Well, it wasn't like, even that. It was Hello, just... teenagers. It was with, with when they had fucking uh, Steve Nash. It was awful. Yeah, that was bad. When they well, well, so Gus Johnson calling the games. As an American sports fan, you go, uh, this is incredible content. And this is the best, the most, um, when you think of somebody, an executive in the studio went, okay, you know, when a, a, a South American or Mexican announcer has that like crescendo moment uh, for a goal, what if that was Gus Johnson? And the whole room went, holy shit, we have to get Gus Johnson right now. And they did. And it went poorly. Right. And so, Gus yeah, Johnson, I, you know, know, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't, I don't have the Gus Johnson love. I don't know. Is he a college football guy or college, college basketball? Well, now he's college football, but college basketball. I never, I never it was got... always the best March Madness buzzer beater moments. There's always Gus Johnson on the call. Right. And so, um, you have these, these memories that are stapled, like uh, Valparaiso hitting a three pointer to win the game, uh, to beat Syracuse or something. Um, and he's the guy that you always is synonymous with these like incredible moments. And so you think about that, it it makes, it makes sense on paper. I was, I was trolling through MLS games and I saw Chicago fire was playing and I put it on and I heard all the white and I felt very aware aware for him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's doing Chicago fire from the Premier League. So it's so interesting because it was so easy to make that trade. Like Peter, Peter Drury is just like, you got to go. I'm sorry. We love you Arlo, but although what, what were we watching? What was the, um, was it the Liverpool United game? I think it might have been. Peter Drury was – yes, it was because he was talking about Ten Hag. And Peter Drury felt like he had – and I I love him. I'm not criticizing him at all generally. But like in this instance, he felt like he had to fill the air more than he did. Uh, and it was just like over-dramatizing, something that was obviously already a, a surprise and dramatic and all that. And it, it felt – like my wife was watching with me and she was like, this is – enough dude like relax you know so very rare moment for peter jury but like you know take a back seat a little bit let, yeah, let he, the moment he, breathe he, he, he you know he, he'll, he'll get better he'll start to kind of be like oh okay everything's good 
I don't have right. to go. It was like, it was like uh, the ball goes out of play in the 88th minute and they just show Ten Hag and he's like going on and on and on and on and on about Ten Hag. It's like, okay, dude, just yeah. somebody get the fucking ball back in play. Hurry up. Come on. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I could do, I think I'm now, I'm now done with Lee Dixon. I mean, with not Lee Dixon, with, with, uh, Grandma So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> get the catapult and shoot him into the sun. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I, I Who did I say? It. Jim Beglin. That's the that's the A team. You have Peter Drury and Jim Beglin, who, by the way, have done games together for years before Arlo White got bounced from the top spot. That's the weird thing is that they still think because Arlo did have good chemistry with Lasso and Dixon, but Drury does because he's good. But he had better like he he gelled with Jim Beglin a lot more. I think he's the most underrated person in Europe. They're all they're, listen. Me. We're talking about the creme of the creme. These guys are the biggest, best guys in the world, right? They're just sure. on on the Premier League, except for uh, the uh, Don Hutchinson on the uh, goal zone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the the British version of our red zone guy. Oh, uh, I forget that his name. Uh, <laughs> no, that's whatever. the Premier League. It's that's probably in most places if you have the Premier League. No, no, no. I know, but what's yeah. what's the red zone guy? Uh, Hanson. Oh, I don't know. Something, something. Hanson. He's he's our Hanson. Um, anyway, listen, we've we've made it. We've made the people wait long enough. What are your best bets for this weekend? Oh, my best bet is I didn't even look at the best bets yet. But way I to go, win. asshole! Yeah, I'll I didn't go touch first. it. I'll go but first. It, it's it's definitely got to be Brentford. Yeah, well, Brentford's even money at at home. No, they're yeah they're at home. Yeah, even money at home. I like that. I'm going to bite again on Man United, minus 130, away to Southampton. This game has disappointing James Ward-Prowse free kick, 1-1 draw written all over it, but I'm ignoring my instincts. I'm going with United. Uh, By the way, uh, I am down a mortgage payment recently. Um, Let's see. So don't listen to me. Uh, Fade Mike. And then, like I said uh, earlier in the show, West Ham, plus 220. I think that they are so underpriced. Uh, If you look at West Ham's games that they've played, they got – beaten oh, by a Villa tremendous plus, city team. Plus two thirty. Yeah, absolutely. That is a good one. Yeah. West Ham, they're on the road, right? Um, so but they're better be on seven. the road. They're going to Villa Park, but I, I just I don't see anything that inspires me about Aston Villa right now. Uh, and I think that West Ham are going to be hungry to get off the schneid um, after playing two games against really good teams and a game, another game where they lost to Forest in a very emotional game on the road, but they were significantly better. They hit three posts. They had more. What did I say on, the, on that episode? They had more woodwork than a twelve-year-old's cock. Um, and then uh, I'll probably put some dumb prop bet in for Spurs uh, that includes like a low threshold. My, of my, my shots other or one that I like that I am calling right now is not the draw for Brighton Leeds score draw. A score draw. I've got to find it. Uh, I'll hunt it down. But anyway, yeah, Leeds Leeds. Score draw plus three seventy five. What I'm sorry. What do you mean by that? Meaning it's a it's a draw that has goals, not an. Oh, oh, so okay. So then, so both teams to score and a draw. Then basically yep. parlayed. Interesting. Interesting. That's probably score draw really plus seventy five. Yeah, that's, I was gonna say that, if because I don't I don't trust Brighton at home to win. They never win at home ever. That's fair. Until they that's win, fair. I'll say that they're not gonna. Uh, here's win. a here's a saucy score one. Draw with leads going up early on their press and then Brighton clawing it back with their football on a 1-1 draw. Uh, some other fun <laughs> ones. Um, I don't 
I would wait until lineups come out for this. Uh, Wolves are at home, but Newcastle plus 170. Alexander Isak, who, by the way, we have not touched on yet. We'll talk about probably on Monday. Likely to be in the lineup, from what I understand, if they can register him by the Friday deadline. Um, Loved him during the Euros. Yep. Yep. So, so that's an interesting one. Um, and then, uh, here's a, here's a cheeky one. It's even odds. Brentford. I'm sorry. I keep doing that. Bournemouth plus two and a half at Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said that I don't, I don't, but it's even money, but here's the thing. I just don't feel, I mean, they're gonna, they could easily put one on them. Right. But I just worry about where Liverpool is right now. So, um, with that said, they just lost to United. They could just absolutely annihilate Bournemouth, but uh, I don't know. And we, we saw what City did to them. Yeah, right? they're not. And, good. Bournemouth are terrible. They're they're yeah. they're not. They're not losing a little. And that's why I'm betting on West Ham because they beat Villa two 0 Hey, all right, take me home, brother. All right, let's get out of here. All right, that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Slayer and Ron around 14. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, but that's going to change. So be sure to record to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show. Thank you to Chop. Thank you to Fan Hub, Russ, Stockport County, forever. We're sorry, buddy. 